This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. One more week to go. We're getting there. Playoffs just around the corner. Uh, we've got eight teams in the East. Punched their ticket already. At the time of the release, potentially seven Western Conference teams, uh, depending on the outcome of the Kitchener-Erie game on Monday night. But uh, regardless, exciting times around Ontario for sure. And we're looking forward to it come next week. Uh, and that's kind of where we'll start off the show. The featured game, of course, a big Western Conference matchup last Thursday between the Sarnia Sting and Erie Otters. We'll break that one down for you. Uh, then we're going to take a break after that. And then we are going to not too, too long, five, 10 minutes, maybe. Um, what went down in Niagara last week? Uh, very unfortunate. I uh, feel like with us being not close to the team, but um, yeah, me being there for three years, we've got a lot of connections in Niagara. So uh, we're going to solve a lot. Yeah, true. I told, I keep forgetting about that. Every time we go to Niagara, I always forget about that. <laughs> solo a lot. Yeah. I think, it was jo- I think Josh Rosenswag is the only guy in the press box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Good times, Meridian Center. Um, so, yeah, we'll discuss that in segment number two. Then uh, we'll take a break after that. Uh, get to suspensions. Unfortunately, there are some heading towards the last week of the season. Uh, so we'll just touch on that quickly. Uh, again, another update on the standings and you know potential matchups. I mean, I think we kind of know where we're headed uh, as far as you know the top two three teams in the Eastern conference and the bottom three teams in the Eastern conference. Cool. Whereas, you know, the West, there's still a lot to, a lot to decide the West, in the last two spots. Yeah. The divisions are, the divisions are clinched throughout the league. Mm-hmm. The league is clinched. So you want to talk, and I mean, yeah, I shouldn't be saying this, but you want to talk about an irrelevant, a Mr. Irrelevant game. The Hamilton Niagara gave out Friday. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. What does it like? I don't like mentioning that. Like, obviously, like I don't like talking about like irrelevant games. But like, all it means is like lottery status for the Niagara Ice Dogs. Pretty much. And like, Hamilton's only had their lineup for forty-two minutes this year in the Mississauga game. Forty-two minutes is a full lineup. So I highly doubt that they play their lot their full lineup. There's no way. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. You know, I may see Ethan Sims get a chance against his old team. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ethan Sims. I think he'll get a lot of ice time in that game. <laughs> well, that'd be hey, that'd be nice to see him get that opportunity against his former team. You know, yeah. a lot of times you see that guy light it up just because of that chip on his shoulder. You know, you're playing your old team, mm-hmm. so that'd be uh, a well, interesting I mean, one. To- yeah, it helps helps change the scenery as well. You look at it um, going to Jay McKee's squad. The system's way stronger. Um, just the overall level of talent. Uh, as part of that coaching staff, I think is stronger. So obviously a lot of factors play into it, but um, that's definitely a big one right there. Jay McKee, a uh, very well-established coach in the Ontario Hockey League, of course, dating back to his time in Kitchener. So yeah, it's a lot to discuss. That'll all be kind of how we start the third segment, third and final segment of the show. Uh, we'll get to the players of the week. And of course, our final regular season featured game, um, for the 2021-2022 season. So it should be a fun show throughout the 91st edition of the show. Should be fun. And then maybe I'll tell my, uh, I'll tell my pickup hockey story from, uh, from Sunday. Went to Windsor <laughs> to play wow. pickup hockey with my brother and his friends. <laughs> I put, oh, quotes, I put a, quotes around hey, that. By so. the way, hey, by the way, is your brother pissed at me for... Uh... That welcome to the wings uh, bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was, was awesome. he was too far gone to really give a give I a see crap that. about that. I, see that. I saw that wings jersey on. And I oh mean, yeah, the home welcome, welcome, welcome aboard! Oh, welcome yeah. aboard! Right, like another wings fan. Yeah, you you could tell I had a few <laughs> drinks because I think selfies are really stupid. And I took one. Well, the, the, best part, <laughs> the best part is you look at the picture and all you see is your brother 
with a big smile. And all we see is Reese in the background, just like a straight, okay, let's get it over with. <laughs> yeah. What are and, we doing and, here? Hey, <laughs> one, one prop is props to you for like showing off the Gordy Howe statue in the background. Right. That's props for that. Props for that. I can tell, I, I could tell that you like showed off <laughs> the godfather of Red Wings hockey, Gordy Howe. So props had to, had to, man. Yeah. I was the yeah, second probably. famous person in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it your uh, your brother was the third. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Oh well. So maybe I'll tell that story. We'll round out the show with that story of me uh, going yeah. to Detroit and playing pickup hockey in Windsor. Um, yeah, I'm gonna round it off with story time. Oh yeah, yeah, should be good to go. All right. Um, Featured game this past week. Like I said, it was the Sarnia Sting visiting the Erie Otters. A little bit earlier, 6 o'clock start at the Erie Insurance Arena. It was the visitors coming out with the victory as I watch Javier Baez hit his first home run as a Tiger. Sorry, just had to put that in there. Reese fist pumps the air. That was a commentary. All right. Uh, yeah, 5-4 Sarnia takes it over Erie. Quickly run through the scoring summary for you and then uh, thoughts on the game from us. We'll start in the first period. One of Wardy's boys, Christian Cairo, 18th of the year for him. Cohen and D'Amato getting the assists. That came two minutes and 47 seconds into the hockey game. And we'll get our thoughts in now about this moment because you look at it, it's, they get a power play goal. Like I said, 247 into the game. They're rolling eerie. That's that's what you wanted to do. Oh, early man advantage. And they scored. But you know, you get that second opportunity, and we're like, all right, Erie, you get up two nothing right here. You're not taking the wind out of the sails for Sarnia, but you're helping. You're helping get rid of it. Thank but you, um, they ended up giving up a shorthanded goal. And we'll just chat about this now. Uh, Theo Hill gets the goal, 20th of hey. the year for him. Ethan Ritchie with the assist. Guy. Yeah. 535 mark of the first period and Colin again Sean talked about it on the broadcast was now Erie takes advantage who knows how this game ends but this led to three straight goals for the Sarnia Sting and well they scored shorthanded and they got one Um, more goal so take that away we're headed to overtime and who knows where the game goes yeah exactly and this was and it was pretty weird right because like Erie gives up that goal and it's expected. Then the momentum just starts to change, right? And then next thing you know, you're down 3-1. And when you score that first power play goal, it's important when you're a coach to say, okay, guys, let's keep our foot on the gas. we got a good start. We're obviously a lot of hockey left to go. Let's keep it going here, right? you got to get the boys going. Get that next goal. Because no lead is safe in the Ontario Hockey League. And, I mean, a goal two minutes and 47 seconds in, by no means, I mean, obviously not a chance it's safe. So, they kind of let off a little bit, you know, they got, they got that first goal area. And then all of a sudden they look back and they kind of set back a little bit too much. And next thing you know, they're on their heels and uh, Sarnia really took advantage of that. Theo Hill played a really good hockey game. I thought he was first star in the game mm-hmm. and I will agree with the three star picks. Wow. Yeah. So do I, I agree with them as well. Yeah. Solid job yeah. by the Erie Otters. Yeah. Whoever picked it did a really good job, but um. I thought the Gersey looked good. I thought Hill looked good. Um, Easton Wainwright spent some time with Branford in the OJHL this year. Looked pretty good in that game too. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty Voigt too. Uh, I know he. I know he's the prototypical Leaf draft pick, right? Undersized, but I watched him on Sunday in Flint, and man, he had like three breakaways ten minutes in. Like that's yeah. that's solid. Like I wish people had stats of how many breakaways players get in the game because it's pretty impressive to see how many breakaways he had yet three in 10 minutes. So that was an interesting stat. I want to mention off the top about Sarnia and Ty Voigt, but yeah, it was a really solid hockey game. Erie kind of let up there right after getting the goal. They really couldn't recover. It almost looked like they were going to right. And they made a three, two and then Ty Voigt responded in the third, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know talking about those, those three goals, like I said, it was Hill getting the first one and then DeGersey 1550 into the first and then Voigt 
1607, just 17 seconds later, made it 3-1. Um, and that was it after 20 minutes of play in Erie. Of course, the Otters needed a response. They scored 247 into the game, so why not continue to score early? 106 into the second period. Archim Kulikov, his first in the Ontario Hockey League, comes in the second last weekend of the season. Sova and Brissett getting the two assists. Again, 106 into the period. And that was it for the second. Just that one lone Quiet. goal that early. And you thought about it is, you know, they're still down by one, the Erie Otters. But you, know, you only get the only goal of the second where you got the long change. That's, that's something to build off of. That's a momentum booster for sure. I mean, again, one goal, shots on goal in that period, 7-7 seven, seven apiece, so really not a whole lot of offense overall. But, I mean, I think that that's what Gary wanted team. to do. Yeah, that favors the home team yeah. tremendously. I mean, that sets them up for a nice night going into the third, right? Because next thing you know, you're down one. Things are looking promising. You just start off well. And it was interesting – and we'll touch on it in the third, but the third period goals, Reese, when you look at it, I'm not going to, I'm just kind of going to hint to it, but mm. two goals in pretty close timing for the Erie Otters. They made it a game, obviously a tie game in the late goal, but they made, they really came at it in waves, um, but they just took five minutes off, five, 10 minutes off in that mm. game where you can't do that. You can't play 50 minutes that night. And uh, if you take the 10 minutes out from the first period, Erie probably wins this game. I mean, look at the shots on goal too in the game, right? Like ten, you remove ten minutes. You're in the first period, thirteen to seven for Sarnia, right? The shots are probably nine eight in that period if Erie doesn't take ten minutes off. Yep. So that's no, a fun point I wanted to add. Yeah, good point by you. Face off, sure. face offs too. Face offs too. Erie was terrible. Yeah, they. Uh... 42 face-off wins for the Sting, 26 for the Otters. So, And there, I wish they could do it in the first period. I wish they could do it per period, the face-off wins. Yeah. Because I want to know, that first that first period, they were terrible. They scored the goal, and next thing you know, they were on their heels. I kind of want to know, what were the face-offs in that period? Because they were chasing a lot of it. They were getting out, mm-hmm. they were getting out, man, the pucks in the corners. Like, they couldn't touch a puck. Like, I remember we were texting each other about this, and we were like, this isn't good, like, we might not have a close featured game tonight because Sarnia was all over and they were moving their feet and Erie wasn't. So another point I wanted to ask. Well, well, I think we almost got to a point where it we needed two hands to count how many times the Sarnia Sting had the Otters hemmed in uh, their own yeah. end, like in, in that first period, like, like I said, like of probably a minute at a time, 45 seconds to a minute at a time. It's just all puck possession by the Sarnia Sting and Erie just had no answer, no way of getting the puck back. So, I mean, you just look at that and, yeah, like you said, take 10 minutes out. Erie's probably winning this game four to two. So yeah, it's all it's all, it's all about those lulls in the game. And Erie had a pretty bad lull. It's just how you defend that. And they, you know, as we saw, didn't do a great job of that, that 10 minute span. But uh yeah, three, two after two. Head to the third. Again, we were fully behind Erie. We're like, yeah, you got to come out of this period hard again. Don't necessarily have to score early. But within the first five minutes would be nice. Uh, it ended up being Sarnia scoring early. A minute 11 into the third period. Ty Voigt uh, with his second of the game, 23rd of the year. Uh, Sikik McDonald, who I thought looked pretty well or looked pretty good for Sarnia uh, as well, um, getting the assists on that one. 4-2 was the score. And then, then the Otters started to wake up in the third period. Uh, Cohen getting his. 24th of the year, Hoffman, Terrence getting the assists, 213. So just a minute two after Voigt makes it four to two. And then Johnston gets his third of the year, 536 mark of the third. And we're all tied up. And all right, we got a game. Let's see it. Yeah. If this is a three-point game, how far does that go uh, to the last game of the regular <laughs> well, season? It doesn't end up that way, of course. It was a 5-4 regulation win for Sarnia as Theo Hill gets his 21st of the year. Second of the game as well. Uh, Burke with the assist, 12-21 mark of that tally. So Yeah, and it was kind of odd, right? It was kind of odd there, Reese, when you look at the score 
scored, and you looked at the quality of the game, and you're thinking, okay, these guys are holding on to the point, which is kind of odd for Sarnia. Obviously, it wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. But you're thinking Erie was kind of content with getting that point, and then all, all of a sudden Sarnia scores. So uh, that was interesting to see because the point would have helped Erie, but wouldn't have helped Sarnia being that one team that comes in. Mm -hmm. As Colin is celebrating something. You're celebrating with the Tigers. George Springer has hit a two-run homer against the New York Yankees. Boom. Please don't backfire on me. Please win tonight as it's uh, Monday night. Well, that's all right right now. Tigers runners for second and third. Uh, Spencer Torkelson at the dish. By the way, I got his jersey on the, on the weekend, so. Got the yeah. Torkelson jersey out of the way. They didn't have it at the stadium. They had it at a store down the street, which was all right. So nice. Yeah, not bad, eh? Ooh, he just left a change up middle in. <laughs> he'll he'll learn. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, to put a wrap on it, it was a five four final again for Sarnia. Final shots on goal again. Not a whole lot of offense in this one, especially as the game prog progressed. As Colin flips his hat around, all right. Um, 13 to seven shots on goal in the first in favor of Sarnia, then seven apiece in the second, and then only six for Sarnia in the third and only five for Erie. So yeah, I mean, again, we're looking at a matchup of an eight and nine place teams, but that that's not enough offense uh, for a big you pivotal know, game. You know, I was really hoping for that classic Erie Otter home game. And this is a problem. We'll touch on this probably in like 30 seconds once this point's done. But <laughs> I was I was ready for that prototypical Erie Otters home game where you just go in there and the place is rocking. Yeah. And here we go. Let's get to the point. Why are we playing six o'clock home games? Like, do we not want fans to make games? Like, what's the point? Because like people work, right? People work till the average person, what do they work till 435? Like how do you do a hockey game for six? Like, come on. Like we can't be playing six o'clock games like this time of the year, like in the middle of the week on a Thursday night. I mean, we got to get people into the ranks. Like this is a playoff game. Like I'm so excited to see that Erie insurance arena hopping. It was Erie Seawolves night, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool for Reese being a Tiger fan. I was going to tweet. I was going to tweet. We got to go to a game. That's a nice park. We got to go. Hey, we got to go to, Man. if the Erie Otters make the playoffs, we got to do a double header. Ooh, be playing I'd be down. Yeah. The weekend. We'll go on Saturday, Sunday. But yeah, it's just why it was six o'clock, right? Like we gotta get people mm -hmm. to the arena. That was that should have been a celebration. I mean, the guys in Erie would have been fired up with a mm -hmm. six thousand seat with six thousand people in that arena on Thursday. I mean, and it should have been. I wish it was a Saturday night because that barn would have been packed, but it wasn't. But six o'clock games are kind of odd to me. I don't mind it because you get out quick but not in the middle of the week. You got to get fans to the games, right? Like at the end of the day, the value goes down, right? For your team. And you're playing Thursday nights at six o'clock. I mean, how do you get to the games? Like, Well, you talk you, about six o'clock, the Erie Otters home games, Monday and Tuesday night, each of those at six o'clock as well. Six. Again, Kitchener, is he going to catch them? Probably not. But those are two teams who still at the time hadn't clinched a playoff spot. And then even looking at the Guelph storm coming in, there's still a good team that has a chance in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Fans want to see that team, but six o'clock, like you said, really isn't the easiest time to work, make it there. When you work till four, till four to five thirty range, some people work till six, some people work later, but it's basically kind of impossible to make that game on time when it's six o'clock home starts. So that was kind of tough. I was hoping to see more fans there, but obviously six o'clock home games, you don't expect there to be many. Yeah. And also the silver jerseys. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. it's I tough when they clash with the road whites. Yeah, that's a thing that you got to wear in the first half. First half of the year, yeah, go for it. Wear them every game. Have fun with it. But now, like, at least let the, at least like the other team should wear their home jerseys there when they go to Erie. Yeah. Like, Guelph tomorrow should go Burgundy. Or well, it would have worked perfectly. Sarnia black, silver for Erie. Yeah, let's do it. That'd be cool, yeah. No but big yeah, deal. I didn't get that. Yeah. On the next, I think that's all I have for the featured game. I don't think I have any other notes down. Yeah, just some just some final stats here. Power plays. Erie actually had yeah. the advantage there, one for three, whereas um, 0 for 2 for the Sarnia Sting, but they did have that shorthanded goal in the first period. Again, we mentioned the faceoffs, 42 in favor of Sarnia, uh, 42 to 26, I should say, in favor of Sarnia. So 
yeah, a lot of categories weren't close, but you know, again, like we said, not a whole lot of offense generated throughout the entire game. So um, it was a 5-4 final, Sarnia defeating Erie. And that ends segment number one. When we come back, it went down to Niagara. We were waiting for it. The investigation that was announced, oh, what, three to five weeks ago, something like that. We were all waiting to see what would come of it after seeing the punishment handed down in Flint. Um, we will discuss what happened in Niagara. Again, not very long, five, ten minutes tops. So uh, make sure you stick around as we come back here on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the OHL and 60 podcast. Uh, the link tree is up there. Uh, we are on most major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and of course the Bulldogs audio network. Getting ramped up for a nice playoff run for the Hamilton Bulldogs. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. So uh, oh. again, Reed Duffy will have all the action for you on the Bulldogs audio network. Of course, their podcast bench is up there as well. So make sure you tune in to that. And of course, every broadcast uh, with Reed Duffy only on the Bulldogs audio network. And I, you can tell Reed's getting excited about this Rane because on the broadcast, you can see the energies there. You can oh, yeah. tell the playoffs are around the corner. Hamilton, get excited because it's not a big deal because <laughs> it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting there. I cannot wait to see 8,000 people in that arena. I mean, it's going to happen for the playoffs. I can't wait to see that upper bowl. I was absolutely just thinking about this last weekend there. I was thinking, so they opened the middle. Why not open the other end? Yeah, they opened. For yeah, the they thing. just opened the middle in 2018. Cause, yeah. Cause you see how the cause you like you see how like the players sit in the one end, yeah. right? The scratch is in the one end, the upper deck. But it's just interesting that you don't see the other part, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like don't have fans on the other side. Because that'd be cool to add more fans to that to that arena because it's gonna. Be, I'm yeah. so excited to see that atmosphere there because it's gonna be our first time covering the league, like co- having the show during the playoff run. Yeah. So this is gonna be exciting. I mean, you witnessed it when the ice dogs had that battle with Hamilton. So in 2018, so it's going to be interesting to see this year what's going to happen. I was going to say, yeah, that was only a five game series in 2018 between the ice dogs and bulldogs, but it felt a lot longer because like three out of the five or four out of the five games went to overtime. So um, not saying the ice dogs could have won it, just a bad bounce went the other way. And it, it was an exciting series when that many games go to overtime. Yeah, it's going to be electric. So, I mean, the building was, it wasn't as full as it was in the OHL finals for the, uh, for the Bulldogs, but it was still, it was still really nice to see. Like the crowd was loud. I mean, the Ice Dogs sent, oh, probably two to four buses per game. It was probably more around two to three, but I think one game they did send four. So, oh, that's uh, good. But yeah, no, that was, that was really cool. Again, hopefully we can get an Ice Dogs Bulldogs playoff series going again because that was really fun. But, Obviously, it won't happen this year. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one again. All the action, Hamilton Bulldogs Audio Network. Reed Duffy, he's got everything for you. All the action. So, make sure you tune in. But uh, we are going to talk about something not very good, not very good at all. Um, yeah, here we go. Uh, the hammer came down on the Niagara Ice Dogs, and in particular, uh, general manager and team governor and minority owner joey burke geez that's a lot of titles and head coach well, and minority I, owner billy burke their pregame takes like 20 minutes so oh my god they should start that right after warm-ups yeah they should start that right after warm-ups that would take them right to the intro like robin hood would probably be talking for a good 25 minutes right from easily to, including the intro of the anthem that'd be interesting yeah but it's they have a lot of titles in Niagara, that's for sure. Yeah. And they announce a lot of titles. They like that. Um, for anyone that missed it, and I hope if you're an OHL fan, you didn't. Uh, came down middle of last week. 
They have been indefinitely suspended and together with the team find a combined total of 150 grand. Of course, this investigation was launched over a couple of transcripts or the receiving of a transcript on March 6th as part of a WhatsApp cons conversation between the Ice Dogs, their coaching staff and scouting staff or you know, people within the Ice Dogs team. Um, for anyone out there that's listening and wanting to hear the texts, we're not going to read them. If you really want to, yeah, if you really <laughs> want to see them, they were leaked on a St. Catharines media outlet. So go look that up because we're not going to read it. Uh, we're also not going to read the Burke's statement. Um, again, if you can find that, if you want to find that and read it yourself, agricedogs.net is where you can find it. So they will be eligible to apply for reinstatement no sooner than June 1st of 2024. At that time, the commissioner will assess whether they have successfully completed counseling and education to ensure that there will be no additional violations of league rules, policies, or expected conduct. Uh, Wardy, you can go first. Your thoughts. I don't, even, I don't even know where to start. So first off, Reese, I know we're not going to take anything from the tax, but I want to take one thing that really, really makes me upset. So this reminds me of the situation where they're like little, where they're like the little kids in the candy shop that they can't get the soccer, so they're upset. That's why they're complaining about the goals in the chat. That's what that reminds me of little kids who don't get a soccer at the store and they're complaining about it just to get their way. Kind of spoiled in my opinion. So second of all, second off, why are you? Why are you putting out there about your scouting staff? They buried their scouting staff in the text. That's kind of a joke, in my opinion. Um, I don't in like I've watched them for two years, Reese. I've watched them for two years, and some nights I look at that system and I'm like, there's no way. There is no way. This is an OHL system. So at the end of the day, maybe watch a little bit of video on their own system. And uh the fact that you buried your scouting staff is a complete joke. I mean, those people, and then you go, then like you have interns working for you, and you go and mention their names publicly in a group chat without them, and you're talking bad about them. Those people are doing their first jobs in hockey, and you have to say that about them. That's a complete joke. I feel sorry for them because they have to go through that environment. Can you imagine you you get a job in with the OHL team? You're all fired up, right? It's your first year. You're excited mm-hmm. to do that. You're excited to cover the team. You get to have such a big role. And then you have a GM and coach that say that about you without you even knowing it. And then you have a person asking about a number and stuff, like threatening them. Like, give me a break. If you don't like it, do it yourself. Like, do it yourself. It's, I don't like that at all. I think it's terrible. It's disgusting. It's honestly disgusting. Um, I feel so sorry for anyone that's that for the people that that was talked about behind their back. I feel so sorry for them because that's all, that's so disgusting. Like you were, you're so excited, right? Your first job in hockey. And then that's a top that said about you. Like that can't mm-hmm. be happening. And yes, we saw some, we saw some tweets earlier too, about certain people being in on the ownership side changes being made there we'll we'll see about that probably sooner rather than later we won't touch on that too much but i just i just feel so bad for the people that had to go through that like their name i don't honestly i'm kind of upset that the people leaked their names on that the people that the people that leaked the full text and put their names and stuff for the public to see is kind of a joke too because you're kind of degrading the people that are victims in that matter they had nothing to do with it but i feel sorry Every single person that went through that situation, I feel sorry for the media that covers the team, everything. I feel sorry for that. The scouting staff gets told they're no good jobs. I mean, their scouting staff's done a pretty good job. I mean, it hasn't been terrible. I mean, Panofemus tied their assist record for rookies. Bryce Cook, they made a nice trade there, obviously, but they're not terrible. So I don't, I don't like that too much. I think it's very unprofessional. In my opinion, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, my side of this, I'm kind of going to speak more towards um, just the Burks in general. I know they've gotten a lot of not bad media coverage, but they haven't really looked like the greatest people 
in the world when it comes to you know stuff that has kind of come out and you know you yeah. can look look back at it well, at the at the punishment a few years ago losing a first round pick and i was just going to mention that yeah like it's, forfeiting what was it a million two million dollars something like that like that's that's you you own an ohl club not a well, national football league team a uh, million dollars is a lot of money so my, my perspective is going to come from uh, my thoughts on them as as people maybe not so much as from a hockey standpoint Wardy kind of covered that and we kind of share the same opinion on all that he said but so I was in Niagara from 2016 until 2019 of course what wasn't an employee I was an intern like it was again I was just I started school at Niagara College this opportunity came up heard about it from Ted Lehman who well that's an interesting story I'm not going to get into but for him not doing the games for a year, you know, figure that one out. But yeah, throughout those three seasons, I have nothing bad to say about Bill or Denise or Joey or Billy. I have nothing bad to say about them at all. In my opinion, uh, they're really great people. Like I said, nothing, you know, I, I enjoyed my time very much. So uh, in Niagara, Again, people can say what they want. They can disagree with me, whatever. They can say I'm an idiot for saying that. Well, no, you didn't work for the team for three seasons. You weren't a part of the organization. So if you say something, bleep off. Just the reception you get as someone who's, A, not getting paid, uh, volunteering their time. How how many people do you hear that were an intern for three years? Uh, Not very often. Yeah, Um, you're 100% right. How do you move up? Yeah. And again, I wasn't looking for a job to get paid while I was still in school. That's the point of doing an internship is to get your experience while you're at school. And that was, you know, a couple of my friends were like, well, what do you, why do you do this? Especially in the 16, 17 year when the ice dogs finished in eighth and got swept in the first round, they're thinking, well, why are you doing this? This isn't part of school. I go, yeah, what's your point? Opportunity. You're not getting credit. Well, no, I'm not getting credit for it, but I'm getting experience that you're not getting right now. And hey, if it wasn't for internships, we wouldn't have a show. Exactly. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Our The show started from TSN 1150 where we were interns. Like, yeah, the experience we gained from that was second to none. Yeah. So, so, so for people to go after them as people, and again, I'm not, t- I'm not saying what that group chat was about was not bad. It was. I don't. I did okay, lose a little bit of respect for them. But as people, as someone who is part of the organization for three years, I still have nothing bad to say about them individually. Just, you know, I went back, filled in for Ted this past year. And, you know, Billy was like, hey, how's it going? I heard like some stuff is going on. You guys are getting something going with the Bulldogs. I go, yeah, we're, you know, we're working with Reed, trying to get on the network just to kind of grow the show. And he goes, oh, that's awesome. Like, you know, there's people out there who would be like, hi, who are you? And they wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't remember me at all. Billy recognized me right away. Joey recognized me the next night uh, at the home game against Mississauga. Like they are, yeah. in my opinion, they are still good people. They screwed up and they're going to face the consequences now. So yeah, we need to stop attacking them as people and just maybe not condone this type of behavior anywhere ever again because this is something that should not have been said in the first place whether it was leaked or not shouldn't have been said in the first place but i mean again nothing bad to say from my perspective about bill denise joey or billy again whether you disagree with me or not that's up to you they're still good people to me so yeah that's good that's well said honestly it's well said because hey you have an opinion there's gonna be opinions out there that are totally different but that's well said you have first-hand experience and hey believe people believe what they want to believe and that is perfectly said because it's not all true what's out there in the media yeah no i absolutely agree with that you don't remember how can you believe everything you read if you do well you're not very bright but exactly and when you look at when you look at like we saw attack we're not going to talk about that but like we like the hockey world is is a disgusting place it's not okay and unfortunately 
they are not the only ones that are currently do like well not currently but like have done that or currently doing that because i can tell you right now the hockey world isn't the greatest place a lot needs to be fixed and i honestly believe that yeah these education right you get caught you do these education courses you gotta go through these steps why isn't the whole league and why aren't the whole like anyone in minor hockey growing up why isn't anyone going through these steps about fair not not fair play but like fair conduct i mean like treating people with respect i mean it's common sense like it's a joke like they and it's sad because they are not the only ones that went through this or are currently going through this. We saw it twice this year a bad situation happen about social media in this league in general. And mm-hmm. it's not the only and it's not the only two situations. There will be more of this and it's sad to see, but the hockey world needs a lot of change. The people there's a lot of people in this game that are good people. But there's a lot of people in this game that need to be educated and they're doing a lot of bad things. So to feed off that one, Reese, that I think that the education stuff needs to be before people get caught, right? Like mm-hmm. we look at people, like it's no, it's similar. Like when people steal and stuff, like you get caught, you do the time, right? You do the crime, you do the time. So why can't we just prevent, why can't we just prevent situations like this happening and go through courses? Like, why can't we do stuff like that? Right? Like, because to play the game of hockey, it's like, it's very hard to even get to that level. Mm-hmm. And to be in that league, you have to, like, they're not the only ones going through it. And to be in that league and go through that situation, it's tough. But unfortunately, there probably more is going to happen around the game because the hockey world is a damaged place right now. Yeah. And we've been around rooms. You see some stuff. And I'm tired of the cliche, Reese, of hearing, oh, it's just a dressing room talk. It's just a dressing room talk. Like, there's a podcast where a guy talks about what certain guys' package sizes were. He'd know the player from just in the shower. That's disgusting. And people listen to that podcast. People are listening to that podcast. Like, I want to get sick talking about that. Like, I didn't even, like, I didn't even want to say that. But that's just hockey talk. That podcast gets three, gets millions of views. That's a joke. What message is that? I see kids walking around with their hats on and their merchandise on. And the one co-host, main host of the show talks like that. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, how does that show get millions of views? How does that happen? Because it's a damaged place. And in my opinion, it starts from the higher ups and people think just because they're in a certain level, they can say what they want. I'm not saying that's the case for them, but I'm kind of feeding off how the, and my point right now is the hockey world is a damaged place and it needs to be fixed. It, it needs to be educated before this stuff happens. People should be educated before they get into that situation. People should be on the same page and it's not. And the fact that people support shows where a guy knew his teammates just by that is disgusting. And that shows how damaged the hockey world is because they get millions of views per episode. And that is what they talk about. Like, come on. Right. Like, like, yeah. what is that? Right? That's disgusting. I agree. And I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Probably a 95% chance. I know which one you're talking about. I haven't listened to a single episode and I don't plan on it. So a lot um, of people, a lot of people will know what, ep- what show I'm talking yeah. about. I believe I think a yeah. lot of people will. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to one I episode. I don't plan on listening to one. So, but you look at you look at the demographic of that show. You I know for people. I know. I'm just, like I'm just saying. Like, yeah, no, I that, I agree, it man. Shows that it's in a bad place. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're gonna wrap this up here as we want to start talking about exciting things, but. Um, yeah, this is it's something unfortunate that we had to talk about, but I feel like we had to address it with all the connections we have with the ice dogs. Um, yeah, it just it had to be done again. Not not something we like talking about the show on the show. People know that we like actually talking about hockey because it's, you know, actually exciting. Um, but yeah. just, you know, unfortunate situations happen and um, the birds bleeped up and yeah. let's hope and they, they learn from it. They won't be the last ones, that's for sure. 
Well, and that's the unfortunate part about it is big time. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's got it. I've already said my point. Quickly, yeah. Reese, do you want things to cut our eye on the weekend? We might as well do that now because we got to say some good stuff because I got. Yeah, some... we got to save the segment. Oh, yeah. I agree I, oh, with yeah. that. Save the segment alert. <laughs> no, no, how he hot takes today, but um, quickly, Niagara, Daniil Gushin, 40 goal mark he hit on Sunday. So that's pretty cool. Some good stuff about Niagara, Daniil Gushin. Yeah. 40 goals on the year. That's pretty cool. Um, congrats to Daniil. That's a big accomplishment, right? Uh, especially as the year started, we thought he'd get about 50 because just so he didn't pass the puck that much, right? And Jody Hall. Yeah. Jody Hall. It's nice to see him get that opportunity as the intern uh, coach, head coach right now for the Niagara Ice Dogs to this last week. But Daniil Gushin, 40 goal mark on Sunday, Reese. That's right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you already mentioned about Panofemus tying the uh, rookie assist total. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's Show guess cool. not a big deal. Yeah, no, not at all, right? Um, yeah. By the way, for anyone out there wondering, um, I don't think you'll hear any Niagara Ice Dog on any podcast or anything until next season. Um, they are not allowing it. So just everyone a heads up if you're if you haven't yeah. hear about if you don't hear about you know even Panofemus who's getting ready for the draft, um, that's why. So just wanted to put and that you out would there. figure and you would figure that would be happening. I mean, you don't want players going through this situation. They're hockey players, right? They're nothing to do with that situation. Yeah. Exactly. Um, also, uh, quickly, North Bay, every every division is clinched now. The league's clinched. Every division's clinched during the last week, and which kind of is unfortunate because I like those last games of the year that I mean, yeah. like, and we're going to have that in the Western Conference, but I kind of like those games where it's like, it means so much, right? So, mm-hmm. Well, especially I mean, in the Eastern Conference, you've got all eight teams locked up, but, I mean, yeah, you look at it, you look at the fight for seventh place in the Western Conference, Um Sixth and eighth, they're separated by two points. Oshawa has yeah. 64. Ottawa and Peterborough have 62. Oshawa yeah. has played one less game than Ottawa and two less games than Peterborough, but it's still there. There's still an opportunity today. for that last day game that Which can make I love. a difference. I love that. But yeah, so North Bay clinches the Central. Windsor clinched the West Division going to be the conference very soon oh yeah yeah and um they're winning they won 13 in a row then the london knights their 11th midwest title since 2004 so uh that's pretty cool 11 since 04 that's dominant in the division <laughs> like, that's three straight for them as well yeah three straight lost yeah. six in a row but 11 since 2004 and also reese we talked about it last week brett brochu brett brochu is skating so Good news we for the Knights right it. now. Yeah, we said he had to be skating. He was skating last Wednesday, so Brett Brochu. Yeah. He's skating. No, he, had, he never had equipment on last week, but I would imagine it's going to be close. I was going to say, he probably he was probably just doing the, the, simple, the simple goalie movements, you know, moving from deep yeah. in your crease, going out, challenging shots, just kind of getting those movements, getting used to doing that again. So, Yeah, and I would imagine the equipment's coming on Probably now. It's been a week yeah. he's been skating, so probably very soon. So he should be ready for the playoffs, you would think. At the le- at the most, he misses one or two games. Mm-hmm. But you would think he'd be ready for the playoffs. Um, also, Hamilton, for the Bulldogs listeners, I was to be on the Bulldogs audio network. We, gotta, we have to update the Hamilton Bulldogs. So the Bulldogs, they, their playoffs will start April 21st on the Thursday. So April 21st, the Thursday night their playoffs get underway at first Ontario center. They start things off the first night playoffs usually start the Thursday. So the first night Hamilton gets in, gets their playoff action started. So that'll be good. And also Sean Reed will, will wrap his 1000th game this weekend. I believe it's in Ottawa too. So yeah, I saw that. Go 1, That's cool. 1000 games. Yeah, what do you get for a thousand games as a wrap? I think there's such thing as like a Heck silver whistle. Well, I mean, they aren't kinda, the, aren't they they kind of are silver. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Uh-huh. You just caught me. You just caught me on a blonde moment, though. They do no, silver no, sticks got... for a thousand games in the NHL. <laughs> no, but you almost caught me because oh I was I was almost like, do they? But the, then right away when we said it at the exact same time, the whistles are silver. So I'm, I almost had a blonde moment too. So that was close. That was close to like, okay, let's hit the break. Oh but, god. Um, also, um, my last point. 
is the Waterloo region put a joint bid in with the city of London to host this summer's World Juniors. Reese, we said it at the World Juniors this year back at Christmas time. This needs to be happening in the junior rink. We were tweeting about it mm-hmm. for the two games that happened for Canada. We were talking about that. I hope this happens. I mean, this would be so cool if it happened. Kitchen, Kitchener, London. Can you imagine the odd in the Budweiser Gardens? What's more junior hockey than that? You're talking about the in the top three OHL markets. Yeah, they're both massive. Like, can say you could put them in top ten needs. in Canada in terms of markets. London for sure. Yeah, London's probably top. Top, top three. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think top. Let's say you can put Regina in there. Regina will be top three, I think, as well. They have a lot of history, uh, the past. I, don't, I just don't think with revenue, I think London. Oh, okay. Well, if we're going off of revenue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is tough. Yeah, I like London, They're both – I'd say they're both top ten. Yeah. London, London Kitchener, Oshawa, Windsor would be my four from the O. Yeah, top four in the L. I can agree with that. Peterborough close. Yeah. Peterborough Sault Ste. Marie. Their history. Yeah. Well, Gretzky, the Gretzky factor, right? Say Gretzky but, helps with that. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. That'd be a fun conversation to think about in the summer. Yeah. I, I was actually thinking about that yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I was thinking about this. Whatever thoughts I have in my head, I got to, I got to like, just write it down, and then I got to think about it at the end of the day. What I thought about it. it'd be so many things about the league. <laughs> There'd be so many OHL topics through my brain. We probably couldn't even do a show on it. It'd probably be two shows on it, just one day thinking OHL. But yeah, that was a. I wanted to quickly mention that one. That's all I had for my thoughts yeah. on the weekend. Oh, draft lottery will be announced soon, dude. The draft lottery because the draft's on the 29th, first through three rounds. So. Probably by next week, we'll know when the playoffs start. We'll probably know about the draft lottery. Still, my vote the NHL does. Um, Just the one I had, and it's an interesting stat because I thought Windsor might get there, but they won't. Um, Hamilton Bulldogs will be the only team with 100 points this season. Uh, Like I said, you know, maybe Windsor could have been at 15 in a row by now, but uh, uh, 13 in a row for the Spitfires. The most points they can finish with is 98. They sit at 94 on Monday night with two games left to go. So uh, they will not get to 100, whereas Hamilton currently sits at 101 uh, with three games left to go. So, so Reese, my question is, to feed off that one, do the Hamilton Bulldogs get 50 wins? They're at 48. We both say they don't play their lineup. Uh, they're going to get 59 or uh, 49, I can tell you that. Friday night, they host Niagara, even without a full healthy lineup. Not even full and healthy, just – Full. You think about the players who are going to sit that game out. Well, it's wild though because Hamilton hasn't had a full lineup. They've only forty-two minutes this year. They played with a full lineup. Yeah. So, it's why start that, now? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you can't have anybody hurt. The game in Erie. That's the thing that helps Erie in this playoff race, right? Because that game in Erie, I don't think Hamilton sends anybody that's like mm-hmm. in their top six, like as a team, not their top six four, which is top six in general. Doesn't make much sense to that trip to Erie for the last game of the year is tough. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll it'll be interesting. Like I said, one weekend to go, and well, that's what we're waiting for. First playoff coverage for the podcast. So it should be a fun, should be a fun ride to the end for sure. Um, all right, time for a break. When we come back, what will we talk about when we come back? Um suspensions. I mean, yeah, yeah, suspensions. Yay. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um Oh, you can't do playoffs, that. Playoffs, playoffs. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> playoffs. You're on it. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, no, that would be great. Like you know, like in the officials, like now at the MLB, like when the umpire goes for the review, we need to get like in stadium, like because I know football, they always get caught hot mic the officials. So they forget to yeah. click click the button on their belt buckle. So it'd be so cool. To get an audio clip, you can't do that. Just hot mic it, just a hot mic. I mean, out of all the stuff that is caught on a hot mic, that is definitely one of the cleaner sayings that that we've heard. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll have to like take out some 
profanity probably because I guarantee you, you hear that playing in the background. I didn't bleep and bleep and bleep and touch anybody. I mean, I exaggerated <laughs> that, but yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> so after the break, we will discuss suspensions. We kind of talked about our notes yeah. from around the league and kind of what we're looking at for the final weekend of the season. I mean, we mentioned the Erie Otters, Sarnia Sting, that fight for the last playoff spot. We threw some Kitchener in there, so I think we could pass that. We'll talk about the players of the week. Yeah. Uh, of course, we'll get to our featured game, and I'm going to tell that story of me playing pickup hockey in Windsor. That's going to happen. we got to end the show after the depressing, yeah, after the depressing start Why to this I segment. Uh, we're going to finish the show off with something hilarious. So we will talk about all of that next here on the OHLN 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHLN 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Final segment of the show. Uh, we've made the executive decision. Uh, no featured game to finish out the regular season. Uh, as we get set for the playoffs, we're going to focus heavily on our playoff show, playoff preview show, we should say, which will yeah, be next released week. in one week's time. So uh, no featured game. Morty and I will be at ranks. Trust us on that. But um, Trust the process. No featured game. Yeah, the process heading into the postseason. So. That process is over, Philadelphia 76ers fans. Let's go, Raps. Oh, I was going to say, Raptors are going to get swept, apparently. So, oh, yeah, Shaq. Come on, Shaq. That was hey, interesting, wasn't you, it? Thank, yeah, thank you to the the U.S. Mayor of Toronto, Charles Barkley, for uh, sticking it to him <laughs> about that one. He was all over him because, I mean, don't think any U.S. media member that's on the Raptors wagon like Charles Barkley. So yeah. that was nice. That was nice to see that. But yeah, Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Um, let's go Raps. Okay. There's my basketball talk. That'd be. Uh, yeah. So basically all we got is player of the week, goalie of the week, and my story from Windsor. So let's get to it. Oh, suspensions. Oh, oh yeah. I can read that off quickly if you want. I can yeah, go for quickly. it. It's so depressing. Right. Yeah. So this week, hey, tri- this is how we do it. This is how we make suspensions exciting, <laughs> not different, not depressing. Oh man, because it shouldn't be the most. De- it shouldn't be the most depressing story of this of this show. So, so it was weird because Gil Martin's suspension. He gets two games for the second instigator, so he gets two games. He'll return on April sixteenth. Kitchener's Mitchell Martin gets two games for a slew foot. He'll return April fifteenth. Ah. And then London's Max McHugh gets one game for removing a helmet or return April 16th. I believe it was a helmet because it was a misconduct. And it has to be a helmet. It can't be a fighting after, like, yeah. during a scrum, after a scrum breaks out or during a scrum. Having a blonde moment on that. But, yeah, the, the way it was, like, written out made no sense. I wish, in, I wish in, like, the media notes, like, where they post suspensions, they put what for. But, yeah. Because sometimes it's not that clear. Yeah, I agree. That'd then you watch it, and you're like, then you're watching it, and some of these people, like some of these commentators, are so slow. Like, where it's like, okay, get to the suspension. What is the suspension? But didn't get, didn't, did not hear that at all. Yeah. All right, player of the week from the Kingston Frontenacs, Martin Kromiak. Six goals, four assists for a total of 10 points. He was a plus seven as well over three games this past week and weekend. Also in consideration for the award, his teammate, Lucas Edmonds. He had 11 points, three goals, eight assists in three games. As well, Ty Cartier, Sue Greyhounds. Three wins for Sue St. Marie. Five goals, four assists for Cartier. That's a nice that span. The goaltender from the Peterborough, Pete Michael Simpson. Well deserved. 3-0 record, yeah. Have a weekend. I'm not going to say anything about Peterborough going into this last week. I'm sorry, Pete's fans. Because you jinxed them last time? Because I jinxed them like a month ago, that was now. I jinxed them like crazy. I'm not going to say anything about the Peterborough Pete's. I like their team. That's it. I will not say anything else because I don't want to jinx you guys. I don't want to jinx you guys, but you might be a wagon. 
<laughs> I don't want to jinx you, but you might like maybe the Erie Otters, which I Warrior. thought were going to be the Erie Otters. We will see. Yeah. Uh, in that three and zero stretch, one point three two goals against average, save percentage of nine fifty four. Also had a shutout to cap it off as well. Uh, also in consideration. Shocker, Marco Costantini. He was 2-0, 1.5, goes against average, save percentage of 9.43. He had one shutout as well. Also, Luke Cavillan of the Flint Firebirds. He was 2-0 as well. 1.5, goes against average, save percentage of 9.42. Yeah, he's been good. Cavillan's been, like, we've talked about this, but he's been night and day difference. It, like the two years he's improved like so much. Like I don't get to mm-hmm. see him play a lot more, but he looks really good. Luke Gavin, big fan of his. All right. Oh, wins our story. Hey, Where are we I going? I just got one more question for you. I got one more question for you. I'm sorry, but uh, here's the question I have to tell you. So right now on the OHL website, there's a poll out there. Which fifth to eighth place team that has already clinched a playoff spot is most likely to surprise in the postseason? The only side attack. The Ottawa 67, the Barry Colts, the Guelph Storm, or the Oshawa Generals? That's a good question. I just quickly want to mention that. That's you know good, who I think. Ooh, that's a good discussion for next week. Playoff show. Ooh, yes. Yes. I'm writing that down right now in my head. Yep, write it down. I'm going to type it out right now as I'm getting play-by-play about it. What you week? want me to keep What's talking about it so you don't forget? What's the date <laughs> next? Yes. What? Next Monday is the 20... No, it'd be like the 18th. No, the 18th, yes. Is it next Monday the 18th? I don't know. No, it's the 19th next Tuesday. All right. 19th show. All right. Which? Yeah. Wardy's talking as he uh, writes it down. Yeah, tee that story up. (laughs) All right, so... Of course, everyone knows it was a very, very important weekend, holiday Friday, or as I consider it a holiday, opening day in Detroit. By the way, that was awesome. Javi Baez, nice walk-off to give the Tigers the victory. That was nice to start 1-0, and then, of course, they lost on Saturday, and then the Wings lost on Saturday. Poor officiating, I might add. That was a (laughs) joke. That was so bad. (laughs) Horrible. Uh, But anyways, besides that, so, ended up playing pickup hockey with my brother on Sunday at the WFCU Center. Not at the main bowl, just at one of the The WAFCU? The WAFCU Center, yeah. WAFCU, yeah, WAFCU. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry about that, but it's probably Zito. All good. So, yeah, just at one of the community rinks. So, I'm thinking, my brother warned me that a lot of the guys sucked. And when I say sucked, you, you know, you got the typical like, oh, what? I'm, I'm going to be great then or what? You know, that kind of reaction. Whereas, oh, you know, they're probably not as bad. Oh, they were as bad. <laughs> like when he no? said they were not good, they were not good. Holy hey, crap. Let me guess here. It was probably like the most like spiritual, like grittiest game you played in this year. Oh, my God. Like he made our bad play. They made our bad players look like superstars when I play Friday nights. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, it was a good time. We had music blaring throughout the game. Like, I mean, I did, I was blind cause I forgot my contacts in my other bag, but um, oh, no. so that kind of sucked, but maybe it I, was an okay game. And I had to wear a Sabres Jersey. And, yeah. You know, where's what Jersey? So I had a, I had a black Jersey on, but there were too many guys on the black team. So I had to switch to white, oh. and it was my brother's Eichel Sabres jersey. It's kind of yeah. – Technically, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. They had the C on it, though, which take pride in. So Captain. Right. But I'm the captain now. Oh, yeah. First game. Absolutely. I'm the captain. This is my team. <laughs> okay. So anyways. Okay. You can bounce. So anyways, um, guess who is on my team? <laughs> From the O show, Tate Harris ended well, up being on the me. white team as well. Yeah, we were teammates. We didn't even go head to head. So that was interesting. Okay. Um, he's actually decently good at hockey. 
I'll give him that. He had a nice, he had a nice snipe for a goal. I'll give him that. It was really nice. Um, so anyways, we're getting to like 15 minutes left in the game. And there's this one dude who was like, you might as well call him Thomas Caberlet. Cause he was a pylon. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty bad. Like he couldn't skate every time. So I made a pass that was, oh, was no. like, I made a pass to him that was behind him early in the game. Of course me think, oh crap, that was behind him. He probably had no chance to pick that up. Well, and then another guy, five minutes later, gave him a perfect pass and he didn't pick that up either. So I'm like, okay, it wasn't my fault then, even though it was behind him. But so he was that kind of player where he couldn't pick up a pass. He couldn't, yeah. he would go to take a shot or pass it and he'd fall down. Like he'd be that kind of guy. And he was tall too. So like, if you were in his way, yeah, if you were skating like towards him, good luck trying to get out of the way because he took up a lot of space. But you know what? I used to call those big tall kids like the big tall kids I used to play against palm trees. Because <laughs> when they swing, because when they swing, it looks so awkward, right? When the wind gets a hold of a palm tree, you notice how it like swings and it's oh, like yeah. so awkward. That's what I call the big kids that couldn't skate palm trees. <laughs> oh lordy. Yeah, so essentially, yeah, this dude was a palm tree. And he had that skating style where, like, he kicked his feet out. It was weird. He had that kind of skating style. So, anyways, there's a play down in the far end next to my brother who was playing net. And uh, so I don't know if he fell or if he intentionally put his stick into this dude's legs or what happened. But, but a fight started to break out between the palm tree and some other guy. Can't remember his name. <laughs> he wasn't good enough for me to it. care. So, so, so there's Reach a fight. Going, you, but you know what pissed me off the most? I got the puck at the in our offensive zone at the blue line. I was ready to tee one up. Everyone starts yelling and stuff. Oh, and looking just, back, that's the I look back. I go, "There's a fight." I'm like, "Come on, guys! You gave me one chance Shoot. to score, and now you're fighting, like, bro." Yeah. So. Anyways, fight's going on. Everyone starts skating down, trying to break it up. And wouldn't you know it, um, Tate just goes in and starts feeding this dude that's on the ground. I'm like, Tate, what are you doing? Like, everyone's like, what's going on here? And then he ends up catching another guy with a high stick. And like, and he, the other guy yeah, gets mad. And now, like, we've got a, like, a nice four or five person brawl going on with everyone else trying to break it up. And everyone goes to me, goes, Hey, thanks for coming out. I hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> oh, thanks guys. It was so, quite the experience, man. That was, was, yeah. You know what I took from the story? I took that you're ready, that you were ready for this show because you really got to describe play. It wasn't OHL play, but you got to describe play and you were ready. So congrats, Reese. I knew thanks, you were man. ready. for That's why you were on the ball today. Because you were ready for it. Yeah, I do want to add my team lost. So, so you're uh, had a couple of assists. Retirement. It was all right. Nice. You're yeah. announcing your uh, retirement then from the Windsor yeah. pickup league. Yeah, I officially Reese Demaney would like to announce my retirement from pickup hockey in I Windsor. I promise, I wouldn't do this because that was stupid. So. <laughs> Yeah, do the Gretzky thing. I promise not. I, I don't know do what that is, but that wasn't hockey. <laughs> it was something on skates, on yeah, ice, pretty much. Yeah, hockey like we had, we had like a twenty-minute warm-up because it took the it took eventually my team, the white team, twenty million years to get out of the damn room. <laughs> I can just like if if, if, if you were chugging me. if you're chugging beers, okay, that's understandable. But if you're just shooting the shit. Get on the ice. So that was so. that was a that was a fun one this week. Yeah, it was a lot, fun. Of, a lot of laughs this week. Holy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, heading into the playoff preview show in one week's time, so that'll be fun. Last weekend in the regular season. Hope everyone enjoys it. Uh, we certainly will. Yeah, let us know what matchup you're ready to watch. And hey, I kind of previewed a little talking point for next week. Let us know. Let us know what uh what yeah. you're thinking about. Yeah, I'm sure we'll go over time, but the plan as of right now is to discuss 30 minutes of the East, 30 minutes of the West, kind of split it up evenly that way. Again, we're probably going to go longer than 60 as we do every week. Well, but it's okay. And then, and then, do we do player awards the week after? Or do that after the season? 
because it's hard after the season, right? Yeah. Like, because it's regular season awards. Yeah, you Might know what we out. can do? We can do 25, 25, and then 10. Yeah. That'd be if all right. If you go over on the awards, you might go over yeah. on that. That'd be all right. Because a, a week after already, exciting times, draft talk. Yeah. Then the draft show. Oh, draft God. show, we might have to do two shows that week. We might yeah. have to do a two shows that week because it's going to be tough just because of the draft. And obviously, like we like to get a lot of opinions on the draft show, and that takes up time, right, when you get multiple guests on the show. But, hey, it's exciting when we do that because, mm. you know, Especially, you know what I like? I like when we get the first two picks. Last two picks, we've had their radio guests on, and we've talked about their picks, what they're getting, how excited the community is. Saginaw, Niagara, we have some ties. Yeah. That, that would be nice talking about their picks and who they take. Those two teams are right now in probably going to have the two best odds. Obviously, that may change, but mm-hmm. Saginaw, Niagara would be pretty good for us because. We've had some ties with those teams, so that'd be exciting. As I'm talking about a show from two weeks ago, from two weeks from now, but I'm excited. Let's go. It's a wagon tour. No big deal. No big deal, man. All right. Not a big deal. That does it for us this week. Playoff preview show is next week. Enjoy the last weekend of the regular season, ladies and gentlemen. For Colin Ward, I'm Reese Dumaney. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will chat again in seven days. (laughs) 